Well, I'd like to know how many of you have already opened presents either yesterday or last night or this morning? How many of you are waiting till after church? Very few of you. Very few of you. It's very hard to wait, isn't it? When our kids heard that Christmas is on Sunday morning, you know, Katie and I thought, well, you know, Ryan's got to prepare for a message on Sunday. Maybe we'll wait until, you know, after church and Gloria was going to have none of it. No, we're getting up in the morning and we're going to open up presents. And giving gifts is one of the great traditions of Christmas. And as we know, it is one of the more uh, abused aspects of the Christmas year and one of the reasons that it's easy to lose sight of what Christmas is all about. But giving and receiving gifts is a good thing. And I suggest to you that the joy that comes from both, giving, from both giving and receiving gifts is even part of what it means for us to be human beings made in the image of God. Because our God is a giver. From the very beginning, God is seen, and we're told that he is a great giver. He gives Adam and Eve the garden and says to them, Behold, I give you every plant for food. God gives Eve to Adam. The most famous scripture, at least in the evangelical church, is, For God so loved the world that he what? He gave his only son. James 1 tells us that every good and perfect gift comes down out of heaven from God, the Father of lights. And today, all of us should recognize and know that all of life, even the, the breath in our lungs, even the fact that you woke up this morning was a gift from God. So for sure, the, the giving of gifts and the kind of consumerism around Christmas is a shame, and it's easy for the spiritual richness of this season to be lost. But as Christians, we have been made by a God who is a giver. We have been made in his image. And this tradition of giving and receiving gifts can be one more way that we worship God. Whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, or whether you give gifts at Christmas, do it all to the glory of God. And this morning, my sermon is going to be short and simple. And the message that I believe that God wants us to hear on this Christmas day is this, that a gift is not about the gift. A gift is about the relationship behind the gift. A gift is not about the gift. A gift is about the relationship between the giver and the receiver of the gift. A gift is something that is given with, without expectation of, of repayment, right? That's what a pure gift is. It's given without any hope that this person's going to pay me back in some way. Uh, but we're not very good at that, are we? <laughs> Because we tend to, to keep records in our heads. And when we receive a gift, sometimes we feel this sense of obligation. Oh, this person's given me a gift, and so now I, I need to return the favor in some way. And if we are at a party and somebody gives us a gift and we didn't get a gift for them, we, we feel bad, right? We have this sense of obligation. 
When Katie and I first moved here, we received gift after gift after gift from Broadway Christian Church. People brought us groceries. We had dozens of people who showed up to help us move, people who helped us find a house, people who gave their time to help us get our house ready, and on and on and on. And there was no way, no way that we could repay this church for what you gave to us. And that was hard for us because in the previous church that we were at, there were quite a lot of of newcomers and a lot of immigrants in that church, and we were often able to give them gifts, gifts gifts of our time, inviting them into our home and extending hospitality to them. But we were then here coming as newcomers, and we were on the other side of all of that. And so we had to remind ourselves over and over again to receive these gifts graciously, knowing that they were given out of love and out of a spirit of generosity. It's often said it's more blessed to give than to receive. And and part of that is because sometimes in us, it's difficult for us to receive a gift and just to simply receive it as the gift that it is. If you're giving a gift to someone, you don't want someone to feel obligated, do you? You don't want someone to say, oh, oh, you start feeling bad, and oh, I've got to give a gift to you. That's not why we give gifts. We give a gift to express our love and appreciation to someone. Because the gift is not about the gift. It's given for the sake of that relationship between two people. And so this is why at Christmas, when our, when our kids get a gift and they, they rip it open and they get so excited about that gift and they want to open up and play with it, that as parents, we stop them. We say, we say, wait, go and say thank you to the person who gave the gift to you. Because we want to remind and teach our kids that at the end of the day, the gift is not about the gift, but about the relationship behind the gift. The gift points to the giver. You're going to receive and give many gifts today and in the coming days, or maybe you've already done that. But most of the gifts that you receive this Christmas, you will not remember one year or two years or three years or certainly not 10 years from now. There may be a few that will hold on in our memory, but very few of them will we remember. But the relationships behind those gifts will remain. And the giving of gifts this year is one way to express your love and appreciation for that relationship. This morning we heard three scripture passages that are familiar to us at this time of year. They are scriptures that remind us of the gift of the Christmas story and the hope that we have because Jesus has come into the world. And there's another verse that I want to say is a Christmas Verse. It's not usually used in this way, but I think uh, for the Christmas story, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, sums it up very well. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Beautiful, isn't it? You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. 
Now, Paul writes this verse in the the context of a very long teaching that he's giving to the Corinthians about what it means to give. He's in the middle of collecting an offering for this famine relief fund for the church in Jerusalem. The church in Jerusalem is suffering, and he is collecting this fund from all of the churches throughout the world to send to Jerusalem to help them in their time of need. And Paul says to the Corinthian church, the reason that you should give gifts to your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ is because of Christmas. Because your Savior, though he was rich, that he became poor so that through his poverty that you and I can become rich. Jesus, the Son of God, in Hebrews chapter 1, we heard he is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being, and the one who sustains all things by his word. The Son of God who had eternally enjoyed this rich and perfect relationship with his Father and with the Spirit, he became poor. He took on our weak and our frail human flesh as a baby, became a baby dependent on his mother and his father for protection, dependent on his mother and his father for food, and not only became a baby, but became the weakest and frailest of babies by being born into poverty. None of us get to choose where we are born, right? That is entirely up to God. But God did choose where Jesus would be born. And he chose that Jesus would be born in a manger. He who was rich for your sakes became poor. He gave us the gift of meeting us and meeting all of humanity in our most vulnerable place so that everyone, even the weakest and the lowliest, would know that they could receive this gift. He became poor so that all of us could become rich. And rich with what? Rich with money and wealth? No. Rich in relationship with him. The gift that he gave to us in coming to us in this particular way is so that we could know him and enjoy his presence, so that we could know him and be in relationship with him now and forever. This Christmas story about the manger and the shepherds and the no room for Mary and Joseph in the inn, this Christmas story is a great gift to us, but we must remember today that the gift is not about the gift. It's about the relationship behind the gift the relationship between the giver and the receiver. The Christmas story is is a warm story. It brings lots of wonderful images to us and lots of wonderful thoughts and memories, but the story all by itself is not the point. The gift of the Christmas story points us to the relationship that this story makes possible. The gift of Jesus born into our weakness is the gift that The God who made heaven and earth loves you, and he knows you. And there is no distance he would travel, and no poverty that he would not take up, and we find out later no death that he would not die, so that you and I could be in relationship with him. The gift of the Christmas story points us to the great giver who wants us to be in relationship with him. I want you to think about this as well. That God does not give us this gift in order to create an obligation for us. 
God does not say that because Jesus was sent into the world that we now owe him something as if we could ever pay him back anyways. The gift of his life and death and resurrection is a way that he opened so that we would not be obligated to him, but that we would be free to enter into relationship with him. God does not want obligation. He wants a relationship. Christmas is the only holiday where we give gifts to everyone, right? We don't do this on any other holiday, whether it be Easter or the 4th of July or Memorial Day or New Year's Day. Christmas is the only holiday where we give gifts to everyone. Now, there are a couple other occasions where we give gifts. We give gifts on a birthday. And on a birthday, everyone gives gifts to one person, right? On an anniversary, two people give gifts to one another. But on Christmas, everyone gives gifts to everyone. And the reason for that is because the occasion of Christmas is not just one person being born who we want to say, yes, we're, we're glad that you were born, and so we give you these gifts because it's your birthday, or two people with an anniversary saying, I'm glad that we got married those many years ago, and so let's give gifts to celebrate this fact that we're married The reason, the occasion for giving gifts is the celebration of Jesus, whose birth in a manger was a gift to the whole world, and who invites all people into a relationship with him. And so we give gifts to everyone in order to say that we are glad that Jesus is who he is for us, the Savior of the worlds, the King of kings, born in a lowly manger, And in all of our trials, born to be our friend. Born to be our friend. He came that we may have a relationship with him. Our God in heaven, we thank you for the story of Christmas and what it means for us. Lord, we thank you that you would not spare any distance or any poverty to come and to be with us and to dwell with us. And so this morning, we give you thanks for this gift. We receive it with thanksgiving. And today, I pray that each of us would freely walk in relationship with you, the one who took on flesh and dwelled among us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.